Internet Brand Strategist, Sandra Beck, interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And today we're going to talk about connecting with and staying in the flow. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I know when I'm in the flow and I know when I'm out of the flow. But getting myself back in takes a little bit of concentration, focus, and effort. And it definitely means I have to change my heart because when I'm not in the flow, my heart is closed. I'm usually stressed out and frustrated and everything becomes more difficult. Linda, how about you? What do you notice with yourself with not only being in the flow, but reconnecting and connecting yourself into the flow? Well, when I'm not in the flow, everything is an effort. Um, I'm angry. I I um, look for any opportunity to lash out at somebody or, or something because I'm feeling so bad inside that that's what I do. I'll lash out. And it's a terrible feeling. And even though you might be aware of what you're doing, sometimes it's very hard to get back into that flow. But uh, I think just the difference in the way you feel when you're in the flow and out of the flow is enough to want you to get back in very, very quickly. Well, absolutely. Because when I'm out of the flow, I tend to get stuck. And I get stuck in both physical, mental, and emotional ways. Like, I don't want to work out. I might binge watch a television show. And I literally you know, become like the black hole of me. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want everybody to even look at me. I don't want anybody even in my field of vision, including my dogs that have done nothing to me, you know, but I just, I don't want any of that. And my creative energy and my, my everything shuts down. And that's why I call it the black hole because I kind of implode on everything And if I'm forced to do something because I'm on deadline or the kids need something, boy, it is like pushing a boulder up a hill. I'm resentful and I am really, really angry. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a very, very bad feeling. And then we have to talk about what's going on in our heads as we're in, an, you know, in this horrible place out of the flow, because I guarantee you, it's nothing positive. You're, you're down on yourself. You're down on everybody else. You're critical. You're judgmental. Um, and it's more about you are to yourself, but you are, because you're in that place, it just flows out to anybody that's in your, in your immediate area. Right. Well, and, and I think energetically, Um, it's all about no, 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 I don't want any more. I don't want to do this. And there's a big, you know, like a force field around me that is repelling everything, including the good, repelling the bad, repelling the good. And it's usually when I'm hungry, I'm overtired. I'm, I've been ruminating on something. Ruminating is where you run it over in your mind and it ticks over in your mind. And 
You know, Linda, I was reading the other day about this ADHD diagnosis and how the ADHD diagnosis is different for men and for women or for boys and for girls. And for little girls and for women, the ADHD diagnosis is a brain that can't shut off. And they tend to go and go and go and worry and analyze and go and worry and analyze. And with the boys, and of course, it's not 100%, you know, gender specific, but they notice the trends in boys that the boys tend to run, you know, they're moving, they're moving, they're moving. And each one of those specific states, which they label as ADHD, is an energetic state where either the body can't slow down or the mind can't slow down. And that happens to me. Now, I don't have that specific diagnosis, but when they talked about that process of the brain that won't slow down, the, the constant grinding on a certain concept or, or thing and trying to solve, a, solve something that can't be solved, it's usually something in the future. That's me. Yeah, well, I, you know, I certainly can relate to that, too. And it's, it's enough to, you think you're going crazy. Yeah. You know, you can't stop it. So there has to be things that you can do to, you know, dial it back. And what I do is I need to be by myself. Yes. I need to be myself. I need my solitude. I may not meditate. I may, because meditate doesn't shut off my brain, but I may go and, and binge on, on Netflix. Yep. You know, something that just takes my mind away from it, something that makes me feel good. And, and over time, it, um, it goes away. It dissipates. Yes. But I, but I need that alone time in order to make that transition. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of those things where it tends to ramp up and it gets higher and higher and higher. And then it gets to a point with me that it's intolerable. And yes, sitting on a couch with a cup of tea and a blanket and binge watching Heartland on Netflix for 10, 12 hours. And I watched my kids walk by, they get into the kitchen, they walk out, they don't talk to me. The dogs go by, like they even know to stay away. And at that point, it's really hard sometimes when I have obligation, you know, I have to drive the kids somewhere, they have to be there, or I have work things that have to be completed. And what I found is that if I don't call a stop to everything, I won't get the work done anyway. So it's okay to call a stop and sit on your butt for six hours and binge watch until whatever that is in me settles. Cause it, you do feel it start to settle. Yes. It starts yes. to slow down. You know, you kind of get interested in the show and you know, things it's like the grains of sand settling, you know, in a, in a globe that you've shaken and you'll know when you reset a lot of times I need to take, a nap though during that time like sleep is a really big help if I can sleep well sleep and also I find crying helps yeah I mean if I'm watching you know well that's our new favorite show right now is is Heartland but um I you know I feel that release when I cry and it, it sort of just dissipates everything I think that the most frustrating thing for me is when I know that I'm in that place where I'm repelling everything good yep is that I'm repelling everything good that's right you know 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 it's happening yeah you know it's happening you know all the good I mean it's all vibration I you know I fully believe in that and you know we draw to us you know how we're feeling in our own energy 
and I'm drawing more and more crap to me when I'm in that bad state. And that's not what I want in my life. So, you know, that's the most important thing is to get out of there so that you are, you know, you are like reborn, you're refreshed. Um, you can have an idea, a thought, a desire, a passion um, without all of this craziness going on, which gives you a better shot of it actually coming true. Sure. Making it happen. Sure. Well, you know, like in it, there's not, um, there's not empirical evidence for this, but I will show you anecdotal evidence because what will happen, I watch it with my emails. I know this sounds a little kooky, but when I'm receptive, open, loving, loving my life, loving my job, I open up my emails and opportunities abound. When yes. I don't, and I'm just bitter, angry, negative, frustrated, all those things, I open up my email, there's either nothing but junk mail, problems, but there's very rarely ever that there's something there that's so wonderful and positive, it changes my state. It's usually a load of crap. And so I look at my email as what am I drawing to me energetically? Because email is energy. Email is, you know, electronic, yeah. electronic, electricity is energy. So what am I pulling? And boy, when I'm really in a snit, my computer's malfunction, my phone shuts off. I mean, I know there's got to be some reason. I'm not a scientist. I can't prove it. But it just happens too many times. My screens go black. My battery won't stay charged. And all these weird things happen that don't happen when I'm flowing. Yes. No, I mean, we, it's quantum physics, too. I mean, you know, it's, it's what, what are you doing and what's coming back to you? And, you know, it's been proven so many times that I don't, I think it's, something that you just cannot deny and you have to pay attention to. And it, again, it all starts with you and where you are. What space are you in? What vibration are you giving out? So I think that's almost the most important thing in our lives is to find a way to stay in that place as much as possible uh, for the best reasons because it makes life so much sweeter. Right. Well, and that's where, like, you know, when my kids were little, Linda, when they started ramping up, I could see it. They would run, they start running around the kitchen, and I knew one of them was going to slam into a cabinet. Like, you know, you just could see it coming. They start getting more and more out of control. The arms are flailing. They're making more noise, and they're just getting ramped up. And I realized I do the same thing. It might be in a different controlled environment, but I tend to walk faster, cook faster, drive faster. You know, I'm, my handwriting goes from legible to serial killer. Like there are <laughs> clues along the way yeah, no, to my state, but I'm still, I still struggle with getting out of it before it's too late. Well, what means too late? Too late is when I get to the point where I am like, I have had enough. And everything has to stop. And I have to just stop everything and sit on the couch and binge watch and drink my Diet Coke. And sometimes I eat a Krispy Kreme. Sometimes I don't. You know, these things, like, you know, I know that they will eventually reset it. But it would be really great if I could before I get to that. See, when my kids were whizzing around like lunatics, 
I would say, okay, come on, guys, we're going to go for a swim. Come on, guys, we're going to go for, uh, you know, an ice cream. Come on, guys, we're going to go to the park. I would change their state. Yes. But how do you change your own state? (laughs) How do you change your own state, especially when you're already in that resistance? Because not only am I resisting everyone else, I'm also resisting my own help. Because in a perfect world, I could say, you know what, Sam? You really need a break. You should go take a bath. You might want to watch a show. Why don't you just da 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 da? But I'm already in that. By the time I recognize it, I'm in that no. Because <laughs> it seems to go from like zero to 60. Like I'm either happy go lucky or get out of my way. I'm going to mow you down. <laughs> yeah. And, and so what gets you to that state? It's not just one thing. It's stuff that piles on top of each other, on top of each other, on top of each other until you blow. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, and, and you as a working mom and with your own business and doing all of these things, I mean, your day starts so early in the morning and it doesn't end till late at night. And it's just thing after thing, after thing, after thing, whether it be kids and whether it's your business and then after school things and more of your business and recording. And, you know, I don't know, there's not enough hours in the day. So how much of that can somebody take before they blow? Before they blow. Right. And then, The other thing that comes into play, and I think a lot of people have this scenario, is I know I need to rest. I know I need to take a break. And I know I'm cruising for a crash. However, right now, I can handle it. (laughs) I may not be able to handle it two days from now, but right now I can handle it. And then I get in that argument in my head, which is, What's more important, you taking a rest right now for an hour or getting the kids from school, getting the bills paid, recording that show? Like, there's a lot of pressure. And when you're under a lot of pressure, it's almost impossible to say, oh, I shall take a nap and have some tea. I get it. I understand it. Um, But that's exactly what we... What we right, have I think of your Wall Street days. The market opens at six, closes at three, right? Or nine and three? No, well, now it's 9.30 to four, but yeah. And so you're in that zone from 9.30 to four. Okay. Um, and, you know, you can't, you can't leave, you right. know, if you've made a bad, from my, from my experience, if you've made a bad trade or the bosses, you know, got your hands on the fire, <laughs> No, you can't leave. So you, you're just internalize it yep. and internalize it. And um, there's, there's certain times I couldn't internalize it. Um, and I would go into the bathroom and cry. Yep. Or I remember one, one time, I don't remember what the situation was, but I do remember throwing a pencil at the head of our, of our trading desk and then walking out. I don't know. It, it, you know, it's not good. No. But it was like, it was a release, you know. Um, But yeah, as I'm a Virgo. So, you know, I think that's a curse. So everything has to be just right. I will not allow myself to even sit down and do the binge watch or have a chocolate covered pretzel or a cup of coffee until Until my work is done. Right. So whatever you define that work to be. Right. So even, you know, coming back from the weekend, 
you know, all of these things, you know, so there's a checklist, all these things you have to do before you leave one place to get to another place. And then when you get to the other place, there's a checklist of all the yep. things you have to do to unpack and all of that. I, it's almost like in my head, I'm running a marathon. Yes. From the time no, nobody's, nobody's rushing me. Nobody's yep. do, I'm doing it to myself. Yes. So I catch myself and sometimes I just say, okay, not very often, but I just, okay, I'm going to do this and then I will get back to that list of stupid things that I, I need to do to make myself feel like I, I'm, I'm okay. But, well, and you know, some of it is, is also valid. Like last night, I was really tired, Linda. I ran all day long. I recorded six shows, did my work, got the kids, volleyball, taught a spin class, and I didn't want to do the dishes. And I just didn't want to do them. And the kids had a lot of homework, so I wasn't going to pull them off their homework. And they did sports the afternoon. So I let them sit overnight. This morning when I got up and went downstairs, there were so many flies that had come in because we had all the screen, you know, we had the windows open and the screens open, not, not open, open, but you know, there's holes in the screens after 12 years. And I looked up at my ceiling because I saw all these black dots and they were flies. And I'm like, I was so mad at myself because I'm like, you should have just done the dishes because now not only were the dishes gross and sticky, I had to wash them, put them in the dishwasher before I get the kids to school. And now I have to deal with these stupid flies up there. Like, cause sometimes it's the compound effect. You know, if you yes. don't do these things, you're going to get mice, you're going to get rats, you're going to get, you know, cockroaches, <laughs> you're going to get ants or flies. And that was just one night. Yes. And then, and then the next morning you're telling yourself, you see, when I, when I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I have to pay the consequences. That's and it's it. just reinforcing that, that habit, that, you know, that, that, that thinking. Yep. Yep. So again, how do we, so, so you, but so you came down, you did the dishes, you got them into the dishwasher, the flies will they have nothing to eat. They'll leave. <laughs> the right. same they came in. Did, did the end of the world come? No, but it started off my day really crummy. Yeah. But, but, some people could just let that go. Yes. I am not those people. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm not those people either. So if there's other people out there listening to this, what can we do to make it easier on ourselves? I guess our compulsive behaviors. Well, here's the thing. My compulsive behaviors and my, you know, ADHD, whatever you want to call it, running 100 miles an hour, having 100 things going at once is also what made me successful. And I know that your OCD pencil whipping, <laughs> you know, <laughs> attention to detail is also what caused you to be successful. So, you know, there's a, there's a, like, um, there's you know how there's like a fine line between love and hate. There's also a fine line between like how we are and, and the positives we get, but then there's big consequences against them also. Yeah, I understand. I, I just, I mean, we've done so many shows and so much work on just letting things go. Um, being like you said, being in the flow and not getting in our own way. Right. 
so again, the fine line, the delicate balance of um, que sera, sera. Right. But, you know, for some people, that's a lot easier than it is for, for you and I and, and right. a lot of other women and men that I know. But I, but I believe that we have to be a little bit more than that because we have no control over what's going to happen five minutes from now, five days from now, five months from now. So all we have is right now and we have to make the most of it. So, I mean, I keep coming back to that all the time and it does help when I intellectualize it that way or when my heart is open um, to, you know, see a dog on the street and play with the dog or a kid in the elevator or whatever. It just, it just softens it. It does. Well, and I can tell you like this morning, you know, ever since school started and the kids sports started and I'm trying to get my fall recording ahead of time so I can have some open time to travel in October. Um, and, and I've even been putting some of my holiday stuff together. So it's preset before, you know, I know it's, it's, you know, we're talking, you know, September and I'm ordering stuff for Christmas. I'm getting those things in place. You know, I'm going to make my Christmas chickens again this year. And so, you know, these things that I know will bring me joy, all of it can't happen in December. So, you know, I spread it out, but with living a rich, full life comes, you know, these like regular meltdowns. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand it. Um, we all don't have the same meltdowns for the same reasons, but right. nevertheless, we have, uh, we have the meltdowns. I mean, you know, I, you know how devastated I was when my, when my uh, puppy Lucy passed away. And now uh, it's been 10 or 11 months and I am getting a new puppy uh, in the next couple of weeks. And instead of being excited about what that's going to bring, you know, I think, well, okay, what do I have to have? And what do I have to have? And the training is going to be a bitch. And what am I going to do? And what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And yep. it's like taking the joy out of my anticipation of Charlie coming into our home. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. So, you know, I do, I do, I realize it. I think the first thing that we, that people need to do and what I need to do is realize what you're doing. Just, yes. Stop and look at what you're doing, because when you can when you can look at it like it's again like a movie, you, you tend to lay you know to to get softer to to pull it back to so because you look at it and you say this is absolute craziness. Right. I've got to stop. So whatever it takes for me to stop, I do it. Then I don't let it get like it's going to you know the whole world's going to blow up. Because I am aware of my thoughts, I'm aware of my actions, and being that awareness allows me to pull back, because right. I know how detrimental it is. Well, and it also can ca cause you to make corrections or make adjustments that allow you to be who you are and not, you know, get all crazy. Like, you know, I have this thing, Linda, I'm really sensitive to color. So if my like work bag and my tote bag and my lunch bag and all of those bags that I need for my day in my gym bag are <laughs> all different. You're a bag lady. <laughs> I am a bag lady. But if all those bags are different colors and patterns, 
it causes my blood, like I get, I get so confused, like too many colors, too many patterns, too many. And, you know, and I could, I could show you in my back, like I have black and white stripe, black and white flower and all the black and white are together. And if you look up there, you'll see my, my black, two black handbags, my black computer bag and my black tote bag. Black stays there. If you go over here, I have the same set in tan and the same set in red. And in those bags are the makeup bag, the cable bag, you know, four or five bags and a wallet, all the same color. And I even have matching gym bags. I have one Adidas red, one Adidas. And so when fall comes, I will go into the browns and I will put everything together and you know, Linda, I can, I can grab my computer bag, I can grab my gym bag or my lunch bag or whatever, or any combination of the above, and I'm covered. If they're different colors, it stresses me out, and I have to look at what's in the bag. But it's funny, if they're all the same color, and they're just a different type of bag, I'm golden. And I used to think, like, you have to fight this, you have to... And now I'm like, you know what? You have to go with it. I got on Amazon. I went to TJ Maxx. Everything is their kit, fall, winter, spring, and summer, and I'm done. And as OCD crazy as that sounds to other people, I've created a system that actually calms me down that maybe would drive somebody else nuts. I, I understand because, you know, I have a... I guess I have a system too. And while I'm going through doing all of the things that I need to do, it feels, it feels right. It feels okay. Except when I'm rushing and crazy or someone's bugging me or, or one thing gets all screwed up <laughs> and then the flow stops. But yeah, that's, so you're self-soothing. Yes. And when I pull out like my bag lady collection, like December is always red bag month. And it makes me happy. And to have a red bag of each, I can, I can go out my day and I am happy looking at those colors. Okay. You know, and it, I think it's taken me a long time to have permission to just go with my quirks well, and to know, be okay with it. Yeah, and that brings up another point, too, is nobody is as hard on us as we are on ourselves. Right. So I don't know where we got the idea that we had to be perfect and all of this had to, you know, we have to look a certain way, we have to dress a certain way, we have to just present ourselves in a way to the world. I mean, where did it, nobody said that. Where did it come from? I mean, it's just... It and came it's from so advertisers. Hard. It came from sponsors. It comes from media, from magazines. I mean, you cannot turn on social media, open up a magazine, look at something. You know, when we sell an ideal, people buy it. And, you know, and that's not being in the flow because no. it's too much pressure. I mean, if you have to, you know, I know me, sometimes I'll look in the mirror 10 times before I leave the house. I mean, that, that's great. And I know I'm doing it and it doesn't feel good. No. And it's just, what you know, what is that thing? But that's where I think like we ramp, you know, what makes us good 
is we can produce and create to a level, but then it spills over into some areas of our life and then it ramps out of control. Like my five bag kits of different colors and your, you know, ch compulsive checking the, the mirror kind of thing. That's where our stuff goes too far. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, and again, it's a habit. It, it, you know, we feel comfortable doing that. And if we don't do it, we, you know, like I could get out on the street and think, oh my God, my hair is, you know, blowing all over. I'm not dressed or, or my, you know, I check my rear end to make sure that's okay. It's all, but that's, it's, it's like really, really crazy. And compulsive. Um, Mine becomes compulsive. compulsive. Yep. And it doesn't make you feel good. Now nope. your bags make you feel good. What I'm doing to myself is not making me feel good. Um, and I'm trying, no, I'm trying to dial it back yep. because it, it, I'm aware that it makes me feel crappy. But yeah. when I leave the house and I think I'm, I really look good that day, I feel good. So I, you know, it's a hard call. It's a fine line between, you know, like, like my like crazy bag things and, you know, and it gets a little bit extreme. Like I have readers now that I use my red readers go in the red bag, my red, you know, blue readers go in the blue bag, my tan ones. But I think what it does too, like, you know, it was funny when you said that you're checking, you're checking, you're checking. There's so little in life that we have control over. Like most of everything in my life is out of control. The kids are going every which way. The yeah. school is changing schedules. The volleyball lady, I wanted to kill her the other day because she's like, I said, I need the schedule for the volleyball practices for my younger son because my older son has volleyball practices. Two different schools, two different games. She said to me, oh, yeah, I'm just going to send those out on Sunday night with what works around my schedule. Oh, and my nice head almost spun <laughs> off because I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to manage my kid's schedule, the kids I pick up schedule, my gym schedule, the volleyball, and now your work schedule too. I almost died right on the spot, just keeled over right there. So, you know, when I look what works for her, what, what works for her and everybody she's else, happy. <laughs> and she's happy. And so I just had to go and sit with my black bags and line them all up till I felt in control again. Mm. Because I think some of it allows us to feel control, even though it's an illusion, when yeah. all my bags are the same color and organized, that's something that I can control. And now watch, there'll be like a tornado or a hurricane that'll blow my bags all over the yard. No, I get it. And, you know, and I, we're certainly not unique because, you know, this being in control, being a control freak, you know, that, that term, yep. um, it, it is... Control is an offshoot of fear. What's going to happen if I'm not in control? It's like the shit's going to hit the fan and, and, and I don't know what's going to happen. It's just going to be too much. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. So if I, if I put this in order, if I put all of the round pegs in the round holes, all the square pegs in the, in the square holes, it, it's going to be calmer. It's going to be better. But in it, it's an illusion because it doesn't work that way. But in our minds, it's, it's giving us a little more peace. Yes. Yes. It gives us some peace. It gives us the illusion of control. 
and it shows us that we can we can get through it because like when I look at my when I get ready for work in the morning, Linda, like if I have meetings and stuff, like right now I'm, I'm doing black. I don't know why I'm doing black, but I am. My black gym bag, my black and white lunch bag, you know, my black computer bag, my black tote bag, and my black handbag. You got to get rid of some of the bags. <laughs> well, you know, but I go sometimes from six in the morning till seven at night. Like tonight when we leave here, I have a spin class to teach. So I need to have a fully articulated gym bag. And then from there, I need to go to back to school night for the kids. So I got to shower at the gym, get dressed, get over to the school by, you know, within an hour to sit there and go to back to school night, which, you know, is a parent requirement. And the kids want me to go and meet their teachers. So there's obligation. And when you don't, when you don't get to go home in between, you have to pack the bags. Yes. Yes. also, I'm not good at forgetting things. Like if I don't have my spin shoes at the gym, the one day I didn't bring my gym bag, I brought everything but my socks. So I had to wear my spin shoes, which are like hard plastic with no socks. Have the socks, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what the right thing is to do, but I do know when I start getting up to here, something's got to change before I blow. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, we have to be, we have to be kinder to one another. Um, if you were giving advice to your, to your best friend, yeah. what would, you know, what would you say to, to her or him? Um, because we are too hard on ourselves yeah. and that does absolutely no good. It, it, it's a lose-lose. You know, if, if, when you're hard on yourself, then you transfer it out again, being hard on everybody else. So we've just, we've got to find outlets and there are tons and tons of outlets. I mean, whether it go for a massage, whether it's, you know, anything that will just make you feel calm, cool, collected for that amount of time, I think is, is very beneficial. It is, you know, it is. And you know, if you get enjoyment in something like, you know, you have your, your, your shopping, your TV shopping, you know, which. I haven't you know, done that in a while. <laughs> really? I get to get back to that. Yeah, maybe. Oh, well, there you go. So <laughs> like, if you see any bags online, let me know. Yeah. I'll tell you what color. Um, but I do think, you know, like, you know, my bag problem is was a source of shame for me for a long time. And then now when I talk about it, I see how silly and harmless it really is. And it makes me feel better. So, you know, it's all this judgment. Do you think judgment is what gets us out of the flow? The judgment of, I don't want to do this. I shouldn't have to do this. How come I'm, how come they're doing this to me? Do you think judgment plays a, a part in that, you know, Absolutely, because it goes back to we are judging ourselves. You know, where where do we rank on a scale of one to ten? Well, you know, if you're down at the two level, everything you do isn't going to be right. Right. You know, if you're up at the eight level, then yeah, hey, this I I like doing this. This feels good. You know, cut me some slack. Right. And that's what we have to do, cut ourselves some slack because we're we're too tough on 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 one another and, and ourselves. And, you know, judgment is a bad thing. You know, it's, and, and 
everybody, you, you know, you go out into the world and everybody is judging everybody else. You're watching yep. television. You're judging the way this one looks, you know, this one talks, this, this action, that action. I mean, why don't we just stay in our own lane and focus on ourselves and what we need to do to make ourselves feel better in a, in a way that doesn't really hurt anybody else. Right. Cause that's not selfish. No. You know, but there's, again, another judgment. Like, are you being selfish? You could be no. doing this. No, it's essential because, you know, when you're at that about to blow moment, it, you know, it, it, that energy runs to anybody around you. So, no, you're not being selfish. You know, you're, you're helping. You're helping yourself. You're helping your kids because who wants a crabby, bitchy mother that, that's on them for every little thing that they do? Yeah. Or even the animals, you know, you know, you know, the dog barkers. I mean, it's, it's because you're so, so self judging yourself. It just flows over and it's a lose lose. It's just, it's ridiculous. And so the more we can look at it like that, that it is a ridiculous thing that we do to one another. and nobody's doing it. We're doing it to ourselves. Oh, right. 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 So, nobody's sitting there going, your bags don't match. Your bags don't match. Nobody's in my living room, you know, pointing out the bags. Nobody's looking at my hair. Nobody's looking at my tush. Nobody's like, I mean, I'm walking down the street. No, no one cares. No, one, I'm looking know. at your tush. You have a nice tush. <laughs> it's so stupid, but yeah. we're, we're doing it. So if we can, you know, go in, in inward, find out exactly why we're doing these things. Where did it come from? Where did it, where did it initiate? Have I been doing this all my life? The answer is yes. yes. Why? Where did it come from? Why do I feel that I need to be that person, do that thing, look that way, have those, why? Yep. Where? So it, it's self-examination. Nobody has the answer. Right. Except you. Except so you. It's, you know, it, it keeps coming back to this self-exploration. You know, and when we have an aha moment of, oh my God, I've been doing this since I was seven. What happened when I was seven? Boom. Right. Maybe Maybe you won't do that anymore. Or like right now, we're, you know, in this conversation talking about the bags, I realized organizing them and being organized by color is one of the things that's calming in my life. So instead of judging it, now I look at it as a good thing. I know why I'm, you know, bonkers crazy over the colors of the bags. Like if that, if I deconstruct it and go, this is working for me and this is why, why would I judge it as bad? So I need to shift that thinking. Yes, exactly. And if I'm sitting, you know, if I'm wasting a day um, or half a day binging on something on Netflix and eating chocolate covered pretzels, that's okay. Right. Because all of my life I would say, oh, you know, you should be doing this. Why aren't you doing this? Why are, why are you just sitting there and, and you know, but, but that sitting there opens, opens me up. It makes me feel good. It takes right. away the angst. And anything that you can do, whether it's, you know, playing with your kids, petting your dog, what, shopping online, whatever you're doing, if, it, with, if it's not hurting anybody and it's done in moderation, right. it's good. Right. Nobody's telling you to go out and binge shop and get into debt or, you no. know, to buy a million bags. But at some point you have to go, okay, this is my life. And 
you know, what do I need right now? And if it doesn't hurt anybody, it's not bad for your health or your wallet or the economy or your, you know, environment. It's okay. But that's why I think that extreme, um, the extreme ownership over everything in our environment works against us. Yeah. And so again, we just, we're going to dial it back. We're going to not beat ourselves up for the, for the downtime, if you want to call it, or the bag time or whatever time, you know, that we need to uh, replenish our spirit, our heart, our soul. I'm not feel guilty about it because guilt is a useless emotion. Just, you know, go with it. And from, from that decompression, something good will happen. Yeah. So there's no downside here. You know, there's no downside. You no, know, so we can be if we can be more ca- compassionate uh, and grateful for our lives and the and and the things that we have, it's going to flow out to other people. Absolutely. If we're gonna if we're gonna be walking around being tense and angry and fearful all the time, we we haven't even got the ability to help ourselves. So how could we even you know go out into the world and 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 be of use to anybody else? Wow. On that note, thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with another episode. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.